Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 71 of Sold with Updike Pew. I'm Jeff Updike. And I'm Weston Pew, and we are so excited everyone's tuning in today. Hope you're enjoying your lunch while you mm -hmm. give us a listen and somewhere where it's hopefully warm. Yeah, it's cold here today. 39 and supposedly wintry mix. I think that um, some of the, I know Weatherford's already getting some of it, but mm -hmm. it's a little more extreme. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see how far it comes into Dallas. Yeah, I think we're kind of right on that line. We're always right on that line. You know, it's interesting that like you can get blown off the map yeah, or you're you like, know, Sunnyvale doesn't get anything and Denton gets, you know, five inches of of uh, snow so it's interesting and it's, speaking of weather we actually were in um on tour yesterday and we were on uh glendora and got to see firsthand what some of those houses mm -hmm. look like that went through um the tornadoes earlier this yeah, year yeah it, it, it the the house that we went to tour uh that was uh karen fry's listing was one of the one of the few on that on the street yep. that was untouched but it was, I mean, every other one still had tarping on it, still had windows blown out. It was kind of a interesting. We're, I mean, we're, we're what, two, three months down the road from that now? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me was the missing trees. Yeah. Because yeah. it looks like, a, it looks like a brand new neighborhood that you'd find in a suburban market where yeah. there's nothing left. Yeah, there's a, uh, you know, we'll, I, I'll do a little more research on it, but there's this, uh, uh, there's a, the city of Dallas and a couple of other organizations are getting together and they're going to plant 3,500 trees across that, that yeah. section, not just that area, but across different sections of Dallas to help um, kind of reestablish the, the, the tree growth. And they can't replace the ones that, you know, they can't replace them with the size that was taken down, but it's to help manage, you know, the next 20 years worth of oxygen and yeah you know. it'll be much better than just the one inch that they stick in the ground oh yeah totally so. totally so um it's been an interesting week with all the touring and yeah we've got some new listings that we just brought in this week five thousand cedar springs is a brand new one that mm -hmm. we just brought on and it's had great showing mm -hmm. um I, this one is a two bedroom one bath the bathroom is a jack and jill scenario mm -hmm. it has a little patio assigned parking mm -hmm. it's a great and it's really in the, a really desirable portion of Cedar Springs right there where it's yeah. easy to get to just about anything. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. We didn't have photography ready or any of that yet for the show this week, but we'll, we'll talk about it next week. It's a great deal. Priced at $165,000. Right. Great starter condo. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, with uh, FHA made a change to their rules where they can do spot approval now again. Yeah. And so, you know, somebody could probably get into that with 3.5% down. And, you know, we always talk about what's happening in the neighborhood, and that is one of those neighborhoods where we've seen gentrification began, um, beginning to take hold again. Yeah, very much so. bulldozing some of the houses um, and bringing back. And this is uh, definitely falls into what Dallas needs more of, which is affordable housing. Yep. And we've got a really cool house in Merriman Park that's going to be coming on. Is it Merriman Park? Yep. Okay, yep. There's two neighborhoods right there next door to each other, and I, I get I get them flipped sometimes. So yeah, we've got our fingers crossed on this one. This one's a really interesting one because we're actually helping them buy something right now, mm -hmm. and um, looks like things are coming together. And it was really interesting this week is because um, we work with Jeremy Radcliffe of um, SB SWBC, and he's been on here before. And it was so interesting is that he actually was called by the listing agent when we submitted the offer. And because that listing agent knew Jeremy mm -hmm. and had done a deal with Jeremy and was impressed with how he worked, it really did give that listing agent a information to the relocation company and to the seller that mm -hmm. I think is really working in our direction. And so we were really, really excited when that we heard that. Yeah. Yeah, it really does make a difference, and um, when you have a team of people like 
Jeremy and, and uh, Grant Myers that does a lot of our closings and Heath that does a lot of our closings. And, yeah. you know, it's just when you've got that team of people that have reputations across the real estate Correct. industry, it really does uh, help kind of put your deals together sometimes. So, yep. and we're, you know, we're still out looking for houses, houses, for houses, houses. Yeah. We've got, um, <laughs> Uh, a family that we're working with. This is, I think, our sixth time to work with them, and they're wanting to yeah. buy something in Phillips Creek Ranch. That's that really big master plan community. And we talked about uh, a house we actually showed them last week on the show. Right. You know, I had shown that to them uh -huh. as a possibility, and it just didn't work for them. But, you know, they're looking for something that's five bedrooms uh, plus a study, and uh, they'd really like to have something that has a pool. And, you know, they'll pay upwards of 900000 for something if we can. And just I, find the right one. And I thought it was interesting. So when you and I were circling back on Monday after you had taken them out, they had asked, because um, they still weren't finding what they were looking at, and they mm -hmm. asked you about past houses that you have shown them. And you're, you were like, oh, well, let me look them up. And you <coughs> pulled it up on our app and punched it in, and it comes back. And all of the ones that they were like, okay, that could be a contender, it could mm -hmm. be a contender, mm -hmm. had all gone under contract. Right. And it, and we're talking about a two- or three-week period, and so it's really interesting at you know, certain areas can be extremely hot. Certain price points can be very hot. And mm -hmm. it's interesting that that price point in Phillips Creek Ranch and surrounding areas is very hot right now. Yeah, it really is. And um, the, uh, the we went out, we went, on Sunday, I went with them to go visit a builder out there. And this was the funniest thing. So, <laughs> you know, we always warn people that builder salespeople, one of their primary goals when somebody walks in the door is to keep you there as long as they can they. because they don't want you to go to another builder. They mm -hmm. want you to explore every possible opportunity. And so I had warned these uh, people that that was going to be the case and to figure out quickly if they had the product they wanted. <clears throat> and if not, then, you know, move on down to the next builder. And uh, she uh, had walked into this specific builder's office and the woman, I mean, the woman came at her with the, the clipboard and, you know, a thousand questions and it just, it threw her off. Yeah. And she, I mean, it, it turned her off to the point she turned and walked out the door. And then she called us and said, would you go back to this builder with me? Because I really want you to you know, interact with her, uh, you know, because she was just so aggressive as a salesperson. And there are times like when you and I go with clients to see new home construction, one of the things that we know that we do and we kind of prep everyone is that we're going to run offense mm -hmm. and give you time to actually be in the house and, and experience the house because mm -hmm. sometimes you just want to sit in the furniture and see how it feels mm -hmm. spatially. And so our job is to basically get that sales counselor and move them out of the way mm -hmm. and let you have that time that you need. Yeah. And it does not cost you a penny more to work with us when you work with builder because right. builders have a real estate commission built in. They are not going to waive it just because you don't have a, a realtor involved because if what happens is, you know, when times are really good, builders don't need realtors as much, but mm -hmm. when times are not good, builders need realtors a lot. And so the smart ones don't burn that bridge right. um, where they, you know, they develop the reputation that, that, that they're going to discount it with if the realtor's not there. They don't want that reputation. Right. They, they would rather know that you're going to bring people back over and over. I'm trying to think of the name of the company that was a, a really large company that had the reputation that they did not want to work with realtors. And, it's probably better that you can't remember that so that you don't say it on well, the show. <laughs> they're, ba they're, they're bankrupt now. Okay. Well, there's that. <laughs> it was, but uh, anyway, I'm, I digress. But it was, was you it, know, it, it's, uh, F and G. No, 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 no. Okay. I can't, um, I, 
anyway, doesn't doesn't really matter. But it, the 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 point of that is, even if you are wanting to build a new product, please call us and let us help you because there are a lot of things about the the process of building a home that Weston really knows because he was one of those evil salespeople at one time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I wasn't evil, but I did do it in San Antonio for five years. And yeah. it was interesting because I was a guy who floated and went from the starter homes of 100 mm -hmm. and went all the way up to, you know, right around 700,000. It was really interesting to learn the different dyma uh, dynamics of that. Yeah. So, um, yes, if you're going out, we'd love to go out there and yeah. help you walk you through it. So, well, and, and, you know, I mean, a, and a builder, I mean, one other example of this is a builder is not going to tell you to get a home inspection. No, and I think that... So I worked for the company and they automatically had the homes inspected and I've mm -hmm. never seen that done before, but I was shocked at some of the really good builders that we were um, in contracts with over the years mm -hmm. that when we did home inspections, what we were noticing is there were large gaps in what had happened to the point where there were secondary drain lines for HVAC units on the second mm -hmm. floor that actually terminated behind the walls yeah they and just they just emptied into the wall cavity. into the wall cavity mm -hmm. and because they are using you know whether it's blown insulation or phone insulation those absorb so much moisture that it's months and sometimes years before there's enough of that condensation that builds up mm -hmm. that a either you get a mold or it collapses mm -hmm. the wall i've seen both happen so i was really surprised and it doesn't the clients that listened to us and marked their calendar mm -hmm. to have the home re-inspected mm -hmm. at month 10 that they've been in it so that they can go back because they've got that one-year warranty, they're the happiest clients. They're the ones that are always using us. Mm -hmm. So we've got a lot of tips on that. Yeah. I know those are just yeah. Let us know. We're happy to help you out. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, I want to say thank you very much to Chris Kelly for coming on yeah. the show last week. Um, we, Thursday night of last week, uh, was the 75th anniversary party celebration of our company that I think it was called the Diamond Jubilee, which is, I think, what the 75th Fitting. is. Um, but our company put on a huge party at the Irving Convention Center. They invited everybody from the company, spouses, everybody. Yeah. And it was such a blast. We had, they had Emerald City perform. And if you haven't seen Emerald City perform, they're a really great band. They're a great local cover band right. that is, you know, just does a really fantastic job. And they had that crowd hopping. And it was so funny because I thought it was just going to be like you come in, they do the awards, announce, not awards, but announce um, new information, give a toast. <clears throat> but then right afterwards, the band started up. And I was like, who is this? I've never seen this before. Mm -hmm. And everybody kind of looked at me like I sprouted a bird <laughs> head. I was like, okay. And um, they were really great. And they had 14 members on yeah. stage. And literally everybody was out there dancing. I was like, okay, so this is what we're doing. All right, mm -hmm. let's go. So yep. good times. It was. So thank you, Chris. Thank you to the whole management team for putting that on. It was really a great time. Um, one last thing I want to talk about in our few opening <laughs> moments here that we've really, we have of, really ooh, sorry, this out. is it's Girl Scout season, Girl Scout cookie season. So I have uh, great nieces that have already begged me to order. I've, these are, I think half of the, oh, I'm, yeah, this, this is only half of what I ordered because the others are already gone. I was say, <laughs> so. But I think I want to hold up the Thin Mints because Jeff has ordered the special Thin Mints that are super thin. Yeah, they're so thin you can't even see them. Does that mean that the calories are gone too? Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, anyway, 
just drop a note in the comments if you would like to have any of these Girl Scout cookies and the first three people that drop comments in there, get them. So Awesome. And welcome back to our second segment today. Uh, you know, being the first part of the year, we thought it would be good to kind of wrap up 2019 and give you a market update and kind of talk about what happened last year in the market. I think that it's important for us to take a look at this. I know that whenever we're out and about, people are always asking, what's the market doing? Um, and one of the key indicators is to kind of know where we have been. Mm -hmm. um, and that kind of helps us do a little bit of forecasting. And so we're going to take and look at some of the primary neighborhoods that we highlight quite often mm -hmm. on the show and go over um, them and give you some information. We can drill it down a lot further than it currently has. Um, but this is a really good start and it's interesting information we thought for sure. Yeah, it's, a, um, you know, one of the things that, that we kind of found going through this is we're, Texas is a non-disclosure state, meaning that the sales prices are not automatically recorded in the public record anywhere. And so sales prices go into the MLS, but you know, many times what we can, what we find is, you know, garbage in, garbage out because we're going to see a couple of anomalies in these, in the Super data. anomalies. Yeah. And, and so when, um, unfortunately, when the, the big reports come out and uh, the people that write articles that rely on them, if they don't look at the data deeper and, and figure out what these anomalies are and right. pull them out, it, the whole thing gets a little skewed. So. Super skewed. And then you're like, oh, look what's happening. Yeah. No, that's not a trend. That's an anomaly. <laughs> right. Um, so if we jump into our first slide, I'm going to run through this really quickly. This is the average sales prices in 2019. So to kind of to, to tell you how the slide is made up, it's a double axis uh, presentation. On the right, uh, excuse me, on the left-hand axis is the sales prices, and that's going to show, and then I've broken them down into... Uh, uh, the entire MLS and then six other sub neighborhoods that we tend to focus on. And that, that's what the blue bars represent. The orange line is going to show you the variation from 2018. And if that is on the right hand axis, and if you'll see that um, that right hand axis does not start at zero at the bottom because right. we wanted to be able to show you the neighborhoods that had gone down, but without having to go off of the chart. And so in the far left-hand side, we're going to talk about the entire MLS. And in the entire MLS, the average sales price for Metrotex was 327000 almost 328 And that was an increase of almost 6% over mm -hmm. last year, which yes. is a good jump. Yeah, and this when we talk about the entire MLS, um, we are talking about a very, very large area. I mean, we cover yeah. 22 counties. We go from Abilene uh, all the way, I think... Excuse me. Um, Just series on. <laughs> did I say that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, it goes all the way from Abilene to uh, uh, almost all the way to, to actually to Tyler. Tyler uh -huh. has their own MLS, but there are a lot of Tyler members that belong to ours as well. And then it goes all the way from the, the uh, Oklahoma border uh, almost into Waco. So it's a huge area. So um, this, this entire MLS number takes in a big variety of of uh, single family homes, condos, ranches, land, uh, all of that. And we saw that in North Dallas, they had probably the largest um, price per, the average price mm -hmm. at 1.25 million. Mm -hmm. um, and that was a little bit down. And that's an interesting, that that is down 26%. Yeah, this, this is one of the anomalies that we found. Uh, 
and the the numbers here are skewed not by not by an accident but by a, an a, a landmark sale the the old uh, Tom Hicks estate mm -hmm. that is right off of Walnut Hill and the tollway uh, sold in 2018 and it was a one of the largest sales ever in MLS closing at 39 million dollars and boom and boom that throws that whole everything else off in that uh, in terms of uh, what the average sales, you know, how the average sales price compares. This is truly the average sales price for 2019. Right. But seeing the, that variation, the variation was not that much. It was just the number skewed by that one sale. So. And I think the takeaway from that is that this is why you really have to drill down into neighborhoods mm -hmm. and not just fly and take that into consideration when you're looking at this and saying, oh, well, that's a blanket statement that I can just apply to this. And that mm -hmm. is what's going to be on my house. Because mm -hmm. it's really not. Yeah, it's not. All. You're right. And it's a... It, it, it is the reason that, that when you're, if you're really just wanting to know what's going on in the marketplace, right. these are fine to look at and they, they give you what you, what you want to know. But if you are, are, are genuinely interested in knowing what your house is worth, then that's when you make a call to us. Even if, even if you're not planning to sell, I mean, five, 10 years down right. the road, but you really want to know what the value is, call us. We'll, yeah. we'll do the research for you. Yep. And one of the other things too, that on that uh, chart that uh, Ziggy had up earlier was the oak lawn numbers and the mm -hmm. oak lawn seemed really out of whack when we were looking at that and uh, you discovered really interesting um, information about that yeah this was the the the, the garbage in garbage out Super example garbage. where uh, there was a piece of land listed over on riverfront for uh, right at two million dollars that sold and when the broker put the sold in they listed the sold price as 175 million dollars I think what they meant to do was put it in as a million seven fifty, because it was listed at one point nine nine nine, but it, they listed it as a sold at one hundred and seventy five million dollar sale. So their their records, when you pull that agent's records up in MLS, man, they had a banner year last year. So. <laughs> <laughs> but it but it does skew these numbers quite a bit. Um, I did want to just hit real quickly back on the chart. So the Lakewood average sales price last year was 421000 which is about 2.2% higher than the year before. Uh, North Oak Cliff, which we have seen a tremendous mm -hmm. amount of, of uh, change happening in, uh, average sales price is 292000 and that is up almost 18% from the year before, and it is uh, predominantly because of all that new construction that's coming in down there that is at a, a much higher price point than what things have been at before. Uh, Northwest Dallas, which is uh, Marsh Walnut Hillish area, average sales price over there is $4.99. That was up about 17%. And again, that is because of all that new construction that's going on over in that neighborhood. Uh, and then last of all, Northeast Dallas, uh, which is Really, Lake Highlands is a better way for me to say that. Um, their average sales price was 416000 with about a 2.8% uh, price improvement over there. So it's interesting to see where you have neighborhoods where there's a lot of new construction coming in. You can really see how that can like surge up pricing, mm -hmm. but it's not really a fair representation of what a house is if it's not new. And so again... Yeah. There's so many factors that come into play when it comes out to truly pricing out a home, mm -hmm. corner lots, busy highways, green belts. What, what are these elements that create that true picture and, mm -hmm. and, and market value of your home? Yep. Um, jumping on to the next slide, it's uh, average days on market for these same neighborhoods that we were talking about. Um, average days on market 
in the uh, mm -hmm. uh, in the entire MLS is 59 days. Uh, North Dallas, it's 96 days. Lakewood, 55 days. You can see it's all very, very close together. Uh, that North Dallas number, I think, got skewed by that one really big sale that was that did take forever because mm -hmm. I think that home had been on the market for three or four years. So. But but see, okay, so for me, when I see days on the market and mm -hmm. I'm seeing, you know, and I know that, you know, sellers are like, oh, shouldn't it be selling more because they're remembering how things were. Mm -hmm. But when we're seeing like 40 to 60 days, that is a normal buying cycle. Mm -hmm. That's when everybody can look at it and you're getting a really healthy market value. It's not a, I've got to have it raced because there's somebody else behind me mm -hmm. inflating it. We're seeing just a normalcy of the mm -hmm. days on market. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, and so the, the rest of that data all kind of just kind of lays the same on uh, on days on market. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're we're looking at about an average days on market of sixty days right now. I'm fine with across that. the board. Yeah, me too. <laughs> That's a, a good good that pace market. we can that pace buyers and sellers don't feel burned out. Yep. So if we jump to the last slide, uh, this is the number of closed sales in 2019. And I could not put the entire MLS onto this because uh -huh. it would have thrown this chart way off. But the number of, in, of listings, uh, number of closings in 2019 for the entire MLS is 116,136. That is a ton. But then the other interesting statistic that you have that you didn't put on here is that the number of listings that came on in that mm -hmm, year mm -hmm. was 158. So there's a delta of about 40,000. Mm -hmm. And that seems odd, mm -hmm. doesn't it? I mean, there's 40,000 homes that didn't have to go through? That, well, a lot of times what happens is this, this new listing number contains every new listing that came on the market. Mm -hmm. sometimes, it, it, sometimes people change and sometimes they don't want to sell their home or they decide they're not going to move up or they um what is also not included in that is a home may have come on the market with one broker one price expired come back on the market with a different broker therefore that's going to be counted two times or three or three or four <laughs> yeah yep so um anyway if we uh if we go back to that last slide uh we'll just go through those neighborhoods real quickly like in the the north dallas market uh there were 981 closed sales and um, that was up about 2.28%. In the Lakewood market, we had 3,117 homes that sold. That was up about 3% in the number of sales. Uh, North Oak Cliff, here's what we were talking about a while ago, where the number of sales, there were 1,788 sales in North Oak Cliff last year. That's a lot. It is. And they were, that was almost 10% more than there were the year before. So many more condos are packing them in. in yes, they are. Areas. Yep. Uh, Oaklawn, there were 658 sales. That was down a, a little, about 3.82%. Um, uh, uh, I'm sorry, I got off the line. Uh, Oaklawn was 1,171 sales. That was down about 2.1%. And then Northeast Dallas, which is the Lake Highland, or I'm sorry, the uh, uh, right. yeah Lake Highlands market, there were about a thousand sales, which was down about three percent from the year before. One of the things that I think is interesting is that there were thirty-one seventeen sales in Lakewood, mm -hmm. but there were forty-five hundred new listings, mm -hmm. and that's a that's a fourteen hundred difference. Mm -hmm. So are are homes being overpriced mm -hmm. and have to be relisted and brought into reality? Because it's that's a that's the biggest jump that we have on any of that right yeah. there. 
And, and that is really, I, I think, what we're seeing as the normalization of the market occurs. You've said this time and time again that the greed has gone out of the market. Yep. Sellers can't price their homes as aggressively as they were because the, the number of buyers in the marketplace, we're seeing a decline in, the, in some of the numbers, in some of the areas in the number of sales. Right. And buyers aren't willing to, they're, they're not, they're, they're just not being as aggressive or feeling as pressured uh, as they were a couple of years ago. Yeah, we're not coming out of 2010 and 2011 when people were so glad that the economy was coming back and they had been waiting to buy a house when the market was right and jobs were coming up again. Mm -hmm. And we're not in that. We've been in this healthy, robust. And so people that were starving for homes, they're, they've already bought. Yeah. So, yeah. Lots of good information. Yep. And if you want any of this information on your specific neighborhood, on your specific house, please don't hesitate to call us. We're happy to uh, we're happy to put it together for you, and uh, you know, in, in as broad or as in much detail as you would like. Yep. Well, don't forget to grab the Girl Scout cookies while you can, or I'm going to have to eat them all, and that would be a bad thing. <laughs> that would be a bad thing. So, thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate your time. And remember, we want to be your realtors for life.